Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. How are you? Uh, much better than last week. Same. Yeah. So same. Yeah. I spoke out really hard the first part of the week and then kind of took the last like three or four days to kind of refocus on myself uh, and my my personal priorities. Uh, I made some big decisions regarding academic things. Yes. I may be applying for grad school, so Yay. that is exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, too, am doing well. Um, but tell me about the last couple of days. How have they been? Okay, so I was almost murdered by a moth at work today. I oh know, my god! I know it, how you feel it, about moths, and also it totally would have murdered you too because it's a freaking moth. It wasn't. No, I'll tell you a different, even worse moth story. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But <laughs> I'll tell you about. I this. told you they're I terrible. Have, they're just terrible. I know. I don't like moths either. I I, I had a panic attack once when I worked up uh, at the mountain because I had to open the deck and it's just literally covered in moths in the morning because all the wood absorbs the heat from the sun all day. Oh my god, it's awful. Anyway, I have visual aids this time. <laughs> so I went, it was the end of work, and I went into the bathroom to change out of my work clothes into my streets. So I open the bathroom door and I see just like a flash of black on the toilet, like climb down inward. And I'm like, okay, that's definitely a moth because that was a wing. And why the fuck are you hiding in the toilet? <laughs> right? Maybe it likes the moisture. I don't know. That was weird. I flushed the toilet because it went like down and like under so I couldn't see it anymore. And I'm like, if I flush it, maybe it's far enough in that it'll just get swept up. And it did not. <laughs> Which was disappointing because that was the easiest <sighs> option. <laughs> right? Of course it wouldn't do that. the easiest <sighs> option. But also, I... It, our toilet at work doesn't have a lid and the handle is on uh the the toilet's backwards like they got the wrong kind of toilet for that bathroom because where the toilet is it's like you know it backs up against the wall and then it's like Mm -hmm. in the corner but the handle is like in the corner side so you have to like lean over the toilet to flush it that's (laughs) annoying and i'm like i can't lean over it and that moth is going to fly straight up into my face and I'm going to die here. Right? This, this is how it ends. <laughs> so I grabbed the mop and I flushed it <laughs> with the handle of the mop from a safe distance. Uh, and nothing happened. It didn't fly out and it didn't go down. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Right? Right. So I get as far as like, I, I have no pants on. Right? <laughs> Luckily, it's just me at work. But I have no pants on. And it was like, comes shooting up out of the, I'm like, no! And it came straight at me. And I'm like, no, of course! Like, I have my pants folded and I'm holding them. And I'm like, flinging them around because it's like coming at me. Like, okay, I'm going to show you. Like, straight at you, like straight, missile. Straight at missile me. Missile status. I think I hit it with my pants because I'm going to show you this. <laughs> you definitely hit it with your pants that is absolutely moth moth dust dust, right on the pocket of my pants yes (laughs) i've saved those all day to show you on mic (laughs) i love it oh it was awful well, that's how my that day was. terrifying, dude. I am so glad that was your experience and not mine. Because mm-hmm. I probably would have cried. Yeah. It was awful. Probably would have cried. <laughs> yeah. And then I changed as fast as I could and I got out of there. I would have skedaddled real quick. Like, probably yeah. without pants at that well, point. Like, <laughs> Yes. Sure. Continue. <laughs> I was debating anyway. whether or not I wanted to say that next sentence and I decided I don't. <laughs> Is it that you did fly out of there without pants? No. It's not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I was going to ask, uh, did we talk about last week our yoga challenge that we've been doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I mentioned, uh, I just edited, I edited that show yesterday on Saturday night. 
<laughs> I, w- I was so not up for doing anything last week. That was the whole oh. week, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was the purpose of that episode was strictly to not edit it. Exactly. So, I mean, there was at least one six minute portion that I had to cut out. but other than that it is minimally edited and two hours long (laughs) sorry guys we went off the rails we needed to take a little trip to the break room which is what i decided we're calling it because i had to come up with a name when i posted it at like one o'clock this morning (laughs) i like the break room yeah peek into the break room yep so in the future if you see the break room it's gonna be another off week where we don't do our normal format (laughs) probably another update episode probably because that's easy anyways the reason i asked about that is how are you feeling tonight uh good how's your body we did okay we did yoga earlier we've already done that and we got off the call for a minute because we had to wait for our respective peoples to come home um and then we're now we're here again talking to each other in the same clothes we were wearing earlier (laughs) (laughs) nothing's changed yeah no uh good i feel less sweaty i do want to take a shower but (laughs) i'm not as sweaty now right i will shower definitely before bed but i feel pretty good today like i'm Mm -hmm. i feel strong i feel a little bit sore in spots but strong it feels good at one point I distracted myself. <laughs> What's this muscle? Uh, is that a lat? Your... No, your lat is your lower, like your, uh, these muscles. Yeah. What's this um, That one? is your triceps. I distracted myself with my triceps. <laughs> Ooh. Mostly because I, I don't think they're even. <laughs> <laughs> this one feels bigger when I look at them, but also it might just be an angle thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, we're moving. Hold on. But hey, like, that's a good sign. You're noticing a difference. Yeah. I'm noticing that my body's uneven. So that's always fun. I noticed that I tend to favor my left side is longer than my right side. And I tend to favor my right side a little tighter than I do my left. So it's kind of been interesting to see how my body's responded to the lengthening and the stretching. Mm-hmm portion and and really the toning portion of uh that program it's actually been really good i feel like my shoulders have kind of like evened out a little bit i'm not so lopsided as to one or the other um i found in child child's pose my upper back pops now uh which is good i feel i have no more pinching up there which feels really nice um so i feel like it's really been beneficial and i'm digging it my only real problem is when i was a kid they upgraded the playground at the school on the block that I lived on it's not the school I went to but uh, it was the elementary school and they upgraded from the wooden structures to the metal ones right and my Uh friends and I would go down there and play and do whatever well like the adults I don't know drank in the garage or something (laughs) right that's what they did back then yeah that's what they do today who are we kidding adults still drink in their garages (laughs) but they don't always send their kids down to the park because yeah I mean, we were, we were like 10 to 13. We weren't like five. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then you're, you're solid. Yeah. That's, uh, we did almost get stabbed. That's a different story. Oh, you told me that story. That is fucking scary. Yeah. So I'm going to cut out some noises, but I'm going to show Nicole money. Okay. Do you see this? Oh yeah. Bump right there. So yeah, that's right where like, if you go to the doctor and they do the reflexes, that's right where they hit, right? <laughs> so, like, uh-huh. my knees fucked up because when they switched from, like, the monkey bars to the slidey metal one uh-huh. that you just, like, hold onto and, like, slide all the way to the other side, I came yeah. in way too hot once <laughs> and slammed <laughs> my knee into the metal bar. And now I have, like, a, like a bone spur on my knee. <laughs> Permanent patellar damage? Yeah. So, I can't really... It's. I mean, I can do it, but... I have to, I can't go as hard on that side if we're doing like balancing or any, any items. Yeah, anything where we are like tabletop to like now lift up your left arm and your right leg. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's see how well I can do on this side because my knee is fucked up. <laughs> I have noticed trying to press into my shin helps. Yeah, I can't do that. 
Oh, really? I have to, because oh. you're at that point, like that bump is also like on the ground. On the ground. So I have to be like more up on my knee. Oh. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm really glad that you set that up for us. Mm-hmm. We're, tomorrow will be day 15, which means we are halfway through. Yes. Which is exciting. I feel like it's a really good start to just like a healthy daily stretching movement with breath program. Here's the thing. I mentioned this yesterday when Mm -hmm. we were texting. So I mentioned yesterday that I don't remember. (laughs) I burped and now I forgot. (laughs) That you don't know that you'll ever be a workout every day type of person? Well, no, it's not that. Okay, so I do notice that I feel better after we do whatever our little video is, because it's like half an hour-ish. I do feel better after that, but I don't think, because there are the people who are like, oh, you just have to stick with it, and then you'll, you know, eventually your body will start to crave it, and you'll have the endorphins, and I'm like, nah, I hate being sweaty. I would rather do anything else. (laughs) I would rather (laughs) watch Netflix. I would rather go take a bath. I would rather do anything other than get up and work out. I don't enjoy it. And I don't see myself ever being that person. See, I do enjoy it, but getting the motivation sometimes is hard. So having doing this program with you, like keeping me accountable has been perfect. Yeah. And also I know that she's really good about rotating hard days and easy days. So if I know she kicks my ass one day, I know the next day is going to be probably pretty easy. Yeah. Which is something to look forward to. Yeah, today even, like, we did a lot of chaturangas, but other than that, it was, like, it was a lot of stretching. It was. It felt good. Which is basically two days in a row of stretching, because yesterday was an actual, like, rest day, stretch day. Right? Like, actually labeled as such. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I felt like today was one of the easier ones for me personally. I would agree with that. I got got worked up a little bit in my arms um, when we were doing the crunch opposite arm to crunch opposite arm opposite leg crunch yeah i was fine on the one side and then the other side was my bad knee and i I was like okay my arms got a little uh, oh that and side plank side plank was difficult for me (laughs) that was only difficult for me because all of my body was sweaty and my hands and my feet get sweaty first so i just my body parts were sliding in opposite directions and I physically could not stay up. (laughs) (laughs) You, I told you, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Oh, wait, no. What are you drinking? Oh, I actually brought the can in here because I poured it in a glass and I wanted to read it. Is that a longboard? It is not, but it is by Kona. Okay. It is Kona Brewing, but it's called My Time. It's a wheat ale and it's a limited release. But it has orange, lime, and pineapple in it. It's really, really good. (laughs) It sounds really good. My favorite beer, as I have possibly mentioned on the show before, but if not, I tell everybody else who will listen to me, is the Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing Co. That's my favorite beer of all time, and it is difficult to find occasionally. (laughs) I also like that beer a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just like Kona in general. We should go to Hawaii and go to Kona. Definitely. And get coffee. <laughs> yeah, get coffee and beer. Yes. And also... A sunburn. The That too. But the <laughs> longboard and the other one are like the two common ones, I think. Yeah. I like the longboard. It's okay. But I do like the big wave. Yeah. That's my favorite. It's a good one. So I... Stopped at CVS after work because it's directly next to my store. Yes. What did you get? What did you get? What did you get? Well, I got a Diet Dr. Pepper because I wanted a cold drink for my drive home. Okay. (laughs) But also, I turned around when I was in the fridge section and I was like, oh, here's the um, seltzers, which I need more of because I only have one left of my uh, mango one from Sprouts. So I grabbed the Arrowhead Black Cherry Seltzer. Ooh, I do like the arrowhead flavors. Yeah. So I have in my little glass here, my mason Mm -hmm. jar glass with a metal straw and my ice is melted. So 
I put four ice cubes because that means I have four ice cubes left in my ice tray. <laughs> I can make another okay. drink later. <laughs> the, the ice is irrelevant. That's just how it worked out. But I grabbed some ice and I remembered earlier that I still have limes that I haven't used for my birthday. <laughs> so, oh. so I got my ice. I put some vodka in there. I have because I have two bottles of vodka from also my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Emily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I put some vodka in there, and then I squeezed a lime in there, a whole lime, juice from one lime, and I topped it off with, oh, I also threw in a little simple syrup, because I have simple syrup, because I like to pretend that I can figure out how to make a good margarita, and I think I just don't like margaritas. (laughs) But I threw some of the simple syrup in there to cut through the little lime tartiness, and then I just topped it off with a black cherry seltzer and it's like a healthy like not healthy but like better for you option of a like a cherry limeade i like it yeah it's actually really good it sounds delicious Mm -hmm. (laughs) sounds delicious yeah it's not too tart that's like perfect yeah i love concoctions that come (laughs) together like that yeah okay anyway you can go now my first thing this week Mm mm-hmm is ketchup. Okay. <laughs> uh, when I was little, I put ketchup on everything. And to this day, I put it on a lot of weird things, including my steak, which some people frown upon. However, I have grown and also now make steak sauce with it. So <laughs> People would also frown upon the steak sauce, but... <laughs> but I've gotten better. It doesn't always go with my steak, but a large majority of the time I get steak sauce and ketchup. Like It's just my thing. I, sorry, I hate food purists. Stop being such a douche. Right? Like, let me eat my food how I like to eat my food. Exactly. Please, like, you. oh, you're ruining that steak. Like, you're not the one who has to eat it. Shut the right? fuck up. If my taste buds tell me it tastes better, I'm not ruining shit. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. I'm not ruining it because this is how I'm going to eat it. So at least it's not going to waste. Exactly. So uh, ketchup is a table sauce, a.k.a. a condiment. <laughs> Uh, according to National Geographic, 97% of households report having a bottle at home. I do not. That's almost 100% of people. In the world or in, almost. in the country? Yes, in the U.S. It's almost 100% of people that have ketchup in their home. But clearly you are not one of them. No, that is not the point that I was making before. Okay. I did say that, but I'll get to that in a second. In the America or where was the survey? Yes, America. Okay. U.S. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. Um, yes. I do not because Kelsey won't eat condiments of like any kind, really. And I don't like ketchup enough to buy a bottle for myself. Right. Mustard, I will just like eat by the spoonful. But <laughs> ketchup, <laughs> I'm going to put it on a hot dog and I don't have them often enough to buy a whole bottle. I'm a little bit more conservative with my ma- or not mayonnaise. Jesus. <laughs> my mustard. Mm. <laughs> a little bit more conservative with my mustard than I am my no. ketchup. Not me. Um, Slather it on. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten more of a taste for it, and I definitely use it on more things than I used to. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to dip a little bit into the history of ketchup. Pun intended? Yes. Okay. Ketchup comes from the Hokkien Chinese word K-siap, the name of a sauce derived from fermented fish. The British likely encountered ketchup in Southeast Asia and tried to replicate it once they returned home in the 17th and 18th centuries. A recipe published in 1732 for ketchup in paste by Richard Bradley, which re- referenced Ben Kulin in the East Indies as its origin. So I'm going to guess, like, this guy tried to make ketchup paste, kind of like curry paste. That would be my assumption. <laughs> Maybe. If he's, like, referencing East Indies, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of how I envision it happening. Most older British recipes called for ingredients like mushrooms, walnuts, oysters, or anchovies in an effort to reproduce the savory fish sauce they encountered in Asia. So, like, they basically didn't know what it was and tried to, like, replicate the taste. Yeah. With what they had, which makes sense because that's what people do. (laughs) Early ketchups were thin and dark and often added to soups, sauces, meat, and fish. They're definitely not like the ketchups we use today. The first known tomato ketchup recipe appeared in 1812, and it was written by scientist and horticulturist James Meese. He often referred to tomatoes as, quote, love apples. 
<laughs> His recipe contained tomato pulp, spices, and brandy, but lacked the vinegar and sugar we know today. At this point, ketchup could be preserved for up to a year, which made it fairly popular. Early investigations of commercial ketchup resulted in French cookbook author Pierre Blot to call it filthy, decomposed, and putrid in 1866 due to contaminants like bacteria, spores, yeast, and mold that were found in it. So, like, at that point, they could save it up to a year. But, like, if the process was hindered in any way, it would spoil before then. So, yeah, it would not be good for up to a year. Other contaminants in ketchup were coal tar, which was used to achieve the red color, which doesn't make sense because they were using tomatoes, um, <laughs> and unsafe levels of sodium benzoate, which was the preservative they used to prevent spoilage. Dr. Har- Harvey Washington Wiley claimed these chemicals were safe, but at low levels. He then partnered with Pittsburgh man named Henry Hines, who started making ketchup in 1876. That date. Or that year might look real familiar to you because it's on the bottle. Heinz was convinced consumers didn't want chemicals in their ketchup. And he's right. We don't. <laughs> uh, in an effort to combat chemicals in their ke- in ketchup, Heinz developed a recipe that used ripe red tomatoes, which naturally have more pectin in them, which is a preservative in and of itself, and greatly increased the amount of vinegar to reduce the length of time that it would be shelf-stable. Heinz began producing... Produce- preservative-free ketchup with the help of Wiley, and in 1905, the Heinz Company sold its five millionth bottle of ketchup. Hmm. Can you imagine in 1905 selling your five millionth bottle of anything? Yeah, that's so much. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Today's ketchup recipes vary, but often include onions, allspice, coriander, cloves, cumin, garlic, and mustard, paired with a base of tomatoes, sugar, and vinegar puree. So ketchup in modern days is often used for dishes that are served hot and usually fried. Like, it's the missing component in the fat, acid, salt, and heat part, usually. So, yeah, that's kind of like the history part of ketchup, which I thought was kind of interesting because I didn't know how it was, like, came about. I was always like, oh, did somebody just smash a ketchup, like a... <laughs> a tomato. tomato. Put it on bread. Exactly. Like, how did it happen? So, yeah. I thought that part, I thought it was interesting. That was loosely based off of National Geographic article and then backed up by information on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. My favorite items to eat ketchup <laughs> on are... <laughs> curly fries at the fair i'm not a curly fry person i don't like See, the seasoning i just want the curly fry. fries i get at the fair are not seasoned they're just straight up fries yeah. which is why That's for me fine. they have to be the fair curly fries i also like it on corn dogs but generally i like mustard on my corn dog more so than i do ketchup how do you eat a corn dog how yeah i usually uh like put a little bit of ketchup and mustard on it and then i also dip it in both i don't <laughs> how do you do it well okay do you put it, like, on the part you bite? Because that's also no. sometimes what I do. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I have some OCD tendencies, right? I yes. pick things. So I peel <laughs> the cornbread off. I also don't like my foods touching. So I peel the cornbread off, and I dip that in mustard, and then I eat the hot dog without the bread on it, also dipped in mustard. But I eat them separately. Interesting. Yeah. When I was little, I used to not be able to have my food touched, but now that I'm older, it doesn't really bug me. No, I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst thing i also like ketchup on my eggs mm-hmm. which is not too terribly uncommon i like it on my hot open face sandwiches so like a pizza. hot turkey sandwich or a hot <laughs> roast beef sandwich i don't necessarily like it on pizza <laughs> i know that was a pizza as a sandwich joke open face yeah yes uh i also like to dip my cubanos in mustard and ketchup is that common i've never had a cubano i don't think it's common okay also, I like my turkey and pepper jack paninis dipped in ketchup. Yeah, that sounds good. As a kid, we would go to this restaurant called Bee Gees that is no longer Bee Gees, but I would get the grilled cheese and I think they made it with Kraft Singles because it was the melty kind and I would dip it in ketchup. And some people think that's like the worst thing, that and putting it on mac and cheese. I didn't, I never did the mac and cheese, but I like it with Kraft mac and cheese, but on any other good kind of mac and cheese, it ruins it. Yeah. When my cousin and I were little, we used to have competitions on who would eat the craziest things with ketchup on it. He outdid me with a chocolate muffin and ketchup. I'm like, no, bro. Those two things do not go together. I mean, they don't go together, but you're not going to throw up from it. You're such a quitter. I am. But like, I was like 10, okay? I was like, no way, man. That's all you. For whatever reason, that combination grossed me out and I was just not about it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Did you ever get the green and purple ketchup? I was back just in going to 2000s? ask if you were going to talk about the ketchup sins. Hell yeah, <laughs> good. Because I was all about those. You did. You did no research into the ketchup sins. No. <laughs> okay. We don't get to talk about Shrek at all. <laughs> Wait, ketchup sims or sins? Sins. Sin. <laughs> like the bad deeds of yes. the ketchup overlords. <laughs> yes, and that was one of them. Yeah, you didn't do any research into it. Like, why the fuck did they make purple and green ketchup? That was what I was going to ask you. Like, why did they do that? And um, now we have something to talk about on our next update episode. Yeah. It was around the time Shrek came out. Was it Shrek related? I think the green one was. I, too, recall that being very popular at that same time. So it probably did have something to do with that. Yeah. I'm going to look that up for my next update. Good. Write it down. Make a note. I will. <laughs> the Heinz website right now has several different kinds of ketchup they have three flavored kinds and then two that kind of just weirded me out what do you how do you flavor ketchup it's ketchup one is hot and spicy ketchup okay i can get behind that yeah the other one is jalapeno ketchup excuse me that's the same thing i that's i don't that's a pickled spicy but still exactly and then the next one is sriracha ketchup you just said the same thing three times. I know, but for whatever reason, they're all separate on their website. I know that because it's three different flavors, but like they just made the same thing three times. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, which is also why it kind of like was like, that's odd. Those are uh, some cowards. Until they can get into the ranch dip pizza flavored ranch game. <laughs> then the no. Then no. Go big or go Heinz. home. Right. You don't make the but same thing like, three times. But, like, he also is all... The Heinz is all about the no chemicals in the ketchup. Can I, there's probably some chemicals in that pizza-flavored ranch pizza ranch. No, I think they just put, like, onions and tomatoes and, like, Italian seasoning in it. Oh. <laughs> and called it pizza. Weird. Yeah. Okay. The two other ones that caught my attention on the Heinz website were... There's a ketchup that's sweetened with honey. So it's, like, reduced sugar. Which I thought was kind of cool, but also not sure how it would taste. You can call it reduced sugar. It's not like there's it, there's still sugar in it. It's honey. There's still sugar in it, like, obviously, but it's more like a natural sugar, I guess, than a refined sugar. Um, And then there was a blend of veggies ketchup. Anything that's geared towards kids is going to have some sort of hidden vegetable option. Yeah, with carrots and squash and some other things in it. And I was just like, interesting. Those are not what I was expecting out of ketchup. I was ex- kind of like expecting like, actually, I don't know what I was expecting out of flavors of ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you flavor it? It's ketchup. It has its own flavor. Yeah, I had nothing. And then you came at me with three different spicy flavors. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's basically all I have about ketchup. So, yeah. Yeah. I... Are you a big fan? Like, because I know for me, it's been like a staple. So obviously for you, it's not because you don't have it in your fridge. You're one of the 3%. In the U.S. that doesn't. Uh, But, like, did you, obviously, did you use it growing up a lot or no? Not really. I always, I preferred mustard. When I would get the, like, Lunchables, like, just the, like, sandwichy meat and cheese ones, they would have the little squeezy packet of Dijon and I would just, like, eat the Dijon. (laughs) Like, I just straight. (laughs) Yeah, I just preferred the mustard. Weird. Mm-hmm. I was not that way. I was all about the ketchup, probably because it has sugar. I was in gonna it. say because it's so sweet, but exactly, probably why. Yeah, my mom loves spicy food though, so yeah. I just like. I think <laughs> I just prefer spicy things. As I've gotten older, I've gotten a- my palate has definitely changed, uh, but I do still enjoy my ketchup with things. Yeah, the only thing so. I'll really put it on is, I mean, if I'm like out somewhere and I get a burger, sometimes I'll put ketchup on it, but the only time I really use it is. I mean, I'll probably buy, like, a small bottle for the 4th of July just because I want hot dogs on the 4th of July. But Hello, I probably won't buy ketchup again after that until <laughs> next 4th of July. And I probably won't use that one very often. I'll have to buy hot dogs for with the specific goal of using up the ketchup that I bought for the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least have a goal, right? Yeah. But, yeah, that's really the only thing I eat ketchup on. I mean, I... Did when I ate eggs, I would put it on like scrambled eggs, but I eat it frequently with all the things hash browns all the time. Anything potatoey, ketchup goes on it. If I'm gonna eat fries, I'm gonna probably want to dip them in ranch. If I'm being honest, 
For me, it is... I sometimes even like my ketchup on tater tot casserole or scalloped potatoes. I don't know why. I think it's just the ketchup and potato combination that I just love. Carbs and sugar, yes. I just... If I'm going to eat a tomato condiment, I'm going to go with salsa or... I mean, I was going to say hot sauce, but there's rarely tomatoes in hot sauce, but... I just prefer spicy. <laughs> Salsa and hot sauce are better options anyways. Healthier yeah. for you. Also, I just like hot sauce. I have a little container in my fridge from a takeaway that I can't Aww. get myself to throw away. It's just like the little like two ounce plastic container, like the little thing that they fill up and put on the side. And I can't yeah. get myself to throw it away, but I'm like, what the fuck am I going to eat this on? <laughs> right. What is your topic this week? Your first one. My first topic is diphenhydramine. This was the one thing that I had for last week, okay? <laughs> it's uh, Is it allergy it, meds? Yes. It hits me uh, a lot less hard this week because I finally got that fucking mosquito at work. Dude, <laughs> I found this mosquito. Okay, there was a mosquito at work. I swear to you, it was in our store for like a month, just like eating all of us. I have so many red spots on my ankles. <laughs> From this goddamn mosquito. It was like Fuck that the size of yo. a dime by the time I got it, right? <laughs> it was so big. But I had to go next door to CVS one day and get uh, the Benadryl gel. I got the CVS brand because it was cheaper. Because CVS, I talk about them sometimes because I go there <laughs> if I need something and I'm at work. But frequently, they're expensive. They really are. shit up like a lot. They do. Unnecessarily. Yeah. But it's directly next door to my work and I don't want to walk to the other side of the plaza to go to the grocery store and stand in line over there. So sometimes you just got to eat the cost. But I got the Benadryl gel to put on my ankles because I needed it. That fucking mosquito. Yeah. And now I have a bag of the gel in my bag. No, I don't have a bag. I have a bottle of the gel in my bag. And that's uh, my favorite stuff. The mosquito's gone, though, so I don't really need the gel that much anymore. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it just in case. I mean, it's always good to have. It is. For any sort of allergic reaction. Go- I mean, it's gel, though, so I can only put it on the outside. <laughs> well, that's true. But I mean, like, <laughs> if you get a bug bite or any sort of, like, chemical reaction, it's good for it. Yeah. Because it is. <laughs> I looked it up. I read the bottle, and I'm like the fuck is this because i okay i'll get to that i read the bottle and i was like what is it and it's like diphenhydramine and i'm like cool i'm gonna look that up because i've never heard that word before so diphenhydramine is an antihistamine mainly used to treat allergies it can also be used to treat insomnia common cold symptoms tremors from parkinsonism and also nausea I mean, I did know it helps you go to sleep because it's a sedative. Mm-hmm. Like, and when I was sick with mono, I took that shit all the time and was out for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tremors, nausea, and cold sleep. Yeah, I didn't know that it helped with all of those other things, though. Uh, I mean, yeah. It makes sense because it's a sedative. Yeah. Basically. But like, obviously, the form system. I have is not doing any of that because I'm just putting it on my skin and it's just going to dry there. Exactly. It's going to get the. The external effect of that, which is the not itching. Right. So, diphenhydramine was discovered in 1943 by George Revachol. (laughs) He has a surprising (laughs) lack of vowels in his name. Revachol? R-I-E-V-E-S-C-H-L. (laughs) Revachol. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, his family's probably German or something, but... That would be my assumption. I don't know how to say it. Revachol. In 1946, it became the first prescribed antihistamine approved by the FDA in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Been around a while. Yeah. I mean, it was discovered in 1943. It's been almost 80 years. All right. It hasn't caused cancer, so we're still good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the U.S., Canada, and South Africa, it is marketed under the trade name of Benadryl. Like it is here. In well, the U.S., the US Canada, Canada, and South Africa. So, yes, exactly like it is here. Yes, exactly here. <laughs> What's it labeled as in Mexico? Do you know? I do not know specifically Mexico, but in other countries, it goes by the trade names. I'm going to say these how I assume they could be said based on pharmaceutical names in the U.S. Okay. Dimadrol, Datalon, Nitol, 
were the three that they listed on the on the Wikipedia. Get a little nightall because you Nytol. go nine night n y t o l nine night nightall. So this I did not know. The there is an over the counter formulation that is a sleep aid known as Zquil is apparently a that. form of Benadryl. I did not know that. I didn't know it was a form of Benadryl, but I did know Zquil was a thing. Well, yeah, everybody knows Zquil, <laughs> but I did not know that it was Benadryl. Basically, is Me it's either. just the over-the-counter formulation of that marketed as a sleep Weird. aid. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> that was a surprise. That's all I had. I just last week I was really feeling it because I hadn't gotten that mosquito yet, and I would have like four new bites <laughs> every day when I got home. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that's ever been invented. Real glad this stuff exists. But, okay, we always went camping when I was a kid. And I remember just, like, living with the mosquito bites. Yeah. And, like, that sucked, right? But, clearly, they've, Benadryl, I mean, it was discovered in 1943. (laughs) So, like, I didn't have to suffer all that time. Like, thanks, Mom and Dad. When I worked at Capstone, I had an allergic reaction to some laundry soap, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, my old roommate used to make some laundry soap, and I think I was allergic to it. My ankles just broke out in hives and started itching everywhere. Uh, and I went to the n- nurse we had on site, and she gave me some Benadryl spray and like sprayed it on, and it instantly stopped itching. It was hmm. beautiful. It was weird. I didn't know Benadryl made a spray, but yeah. I should probably buy that for my first aid kit yes. when I go hiking. You can get the pills. Obviously, you can get, they make spray, they make gel, maybe they make like swabby kind of things. I'm not sure, but. Like wipes? I was thinking more like the, like you crack the little like oh, Q-tippy yeah. swab. Yes, actual swab. For like, yeah, for like single use, whatever. Yeah. But Very possible. That I was like it. Benadryl. I just really <laughs> was appreciating diphenhydramine last week. <laughs> it's a good drug. Like I said, doesn't cause cancer yet. And it's been around for a while, and it actually works, so mm-hmm. it's a good thing to talk about. Yeah. It is really funny you mentioned camping, because uh, that's my next to- next topic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you keep taking all the ones that I'm like, who's going to get there? It's Nicole every time. It's me. It's just <laughs> going to be me, uh, because I'm just that basic. Um, <laughs> Camping. I'm going camping this week, and I'm really excited about it, I so I want to talk about it. I going camping this week. We want to drive down to the Redwoods. You should I meet us there someday. sometime. Actually, you should just fly to Portland and we could just drive down. Hell yeah. Easier I love that the way. Redwoods. Easier that way. So yeah, I'm going camping this week and I figured I'd talk about it. Yay. So what kind of, like, okay, so you mentioned you do, used to go camping as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a drink before I crack. Mm-hmm. So you used to go camping as a kid. Did you guys tent camp, mm-hmm. RV camp, or tent trailer? <laughs> no. We were tent campers. The rest of that bullshit is not camping. You're sleeping inside. <laughs> yes, same. I agree. I totally agree. My mom and her husband, Dan, have bought a tent trailer now. And it's, like, fun to go camping with them, but... You're not camping. You're sleeping you're in, in a, a trailer. trailer. It's, you're, you're not in a tent. Like, it's not the same. Like, you, if it rains, you don't get wet. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you get warmth point. at night. <laughs> exactly. Like, that. that's not camping. So, I am... I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm say a camping, I'm a camping purist. purist. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I will identify as such. Yeah. Tent camping for the win. Mm-hmm. Granted, I did sleep well in her tent trailer, but it's just <laughs> But you're on a bed. <laughs> but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. Did you guys ha- like make any special dinners when you used to go camping? So my aunt would always make baked beans from scratch in like one of those big camping pots. Ooh, delish. Mm-hmm. My mom made what she called hobo stew. I don't know what else to call it other than that. That For whatever reason, that name kind of bugs me, but um, I don't know what else to call it. Hobo is not a problematic term. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> just so you I know. Don't, it, I don't know. For whatever reason, it just like rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. No, um, I get it, but like it's not. I didn't think that it was, but yeah. I, don't, I just don't personally <laughs> like it. Yeah. Um, but basically what it is is hamburger lined the bottom of a basically tinfoil and then, or like you break pieces of hamburger up and line the bottom of the tinfoil yeah. and then you line it with ketchup, put ketchup on it and then you. <laughs> All of your loves at one place. <laughs> it is, dude. And then you chop up potatoes and celery and carrots and onions and then more ketchup on it 
and then you fold it all up and put it on the fire and like turn it and roast it for like an hour and cook it all up Mm -hmm. and then you bring it out and put more ketchup on it and then you eat it and it's so good that was always my mom's like favorite camping dinner and it's like what i hold near and dear to my heart when i think of camping like something hearty camping yeah mine was always Uh, my aunt would make baked beans i mean that's the only one that really sticks out to me we also do you remember those little cereal boxes that came in like packs of eight Mm -hmm. we would always get those specifically for camping always I think we probably I think we probably had would just brought like the oatmeal and stuff, but yeah, no, we just bought the little boxes of cereal and that was breakfast. Well, but then we would have to have like milk to go with it, which we kept in the cooler. Yeah, that's too much work. <laughs> that's where the beer goes. <laughs> well, we had a separate beer cooler. It's like that was a thing. No, ours was all adults beer. always had a drink cooler. <laughs> we had a soda cooler. We had a beer cooler. <laughs> I love it. Well, our camping was a little bit different. I'll talk about that when you're done, but. Okay. So my next line is s'mores. Yes mm-hmm. or no? Are yes, you a fan? Yes. 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 Also, I'm okay. a s'mores purist. I'm fine, I guess, with people substituting like different chocolates because some people will do like Reese's instead of like the Hershey bar if you want to get like extra with it. I've done that. It's okay. Yeah. Like a little like half of a Reese's cup or something or like a Reese's mini cup. The farthest I've gone is like the cinnamon graham crackers instead of the regular. Those are good. Those are good. I've mm-hmm. done that. Where did you like to go or rather, where did you guys go camping often as a kid? Did you go to the same spot or did mm-hmm. you guys travel around? No. So we our camping was camping. We were in tents, we were at a campground. But technically it was a motorcycle rally. <laughs> okay. So so it's loud because a bunch of bikers there's a oh yeah it's a rally so like there it's like a motorcycle festival like like couch at boogie basically yeah there's the people who are selling like their like handmade jewelry or whatever and uh there's several different booths selling like patches for your vests and all that and then there's the vendors like the food vendors Mm-hmm. There was and always, like, a Hawaiian like a shave ice place, and there was the 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 guy with the Walla Walla onion rings. You gotta go to him, because they're the Walla Wallas, and it's not just a regular onion ring. Right? Always uh, the Walla Wallas. Yeah. And it was uh, at the lake. So we were on the lake. You We never went in the lake, because the lake was gross, but... <laughs> It was fun, but there was a curfew for the children because the adults got up to some bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's a fucking motorcycle o'clock. rally. Yeah. There was always live music in the in the big field. My dad was always security. My brother started doing security when he got a little older. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So it wasn't just like regular. <laughs> it wasn't just like regular camping. Like, there was always other shit going on. We didn't ever do anything like annual like that we usually jumped around so like we would go obviously road trip south dakota we camped there a couple times uh we camped at sequest a couple times when my dad couldn't get like a couple days off from work or whatever we'd always just camp there because sequest is like down the street basically from where we grew up literally like five miles from my house yeah so it didn't really matter if dad needed to go home and shower or whatever he could or get work clothes or something um, and he could still go to work and work and then come back and hang out with us at night, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, so we did that, I think, a handful of times. We went up to Toledo. We used to go up to Tidenapalm, which is um, on Highway 12 up in Washington, kind of near Mossy Rock area, Mossy Rock Morton, mm-hmm. um, which is southwest of Rainier, I think. Not Rainier, for any of our listeners who are curious. <laughs> <laughs> and know or, where where Mount Rainier is. Where Mount Rainier in <laughs> southwest Washington is. Uh <laughs> Our foreign listeners probably won't know. We went there a lot. We often camped at County Line. So between, on the Columbia River, between Cowlitz and Wakayakum counties. Uh, there's a park there. It's called County Line Park. And we used to go fishing there all the time with my dad. Oftentimes we just pitch a tent in the trees and camp there for a couple of days while dad fished. And we'd go home and <laughs> that was that. Yeah. So we also like to camp at the beach often. Um, I remember camping at the beach often when I was little. The only time I've ever camped at the beach was on the Rialto trip. <laughs> that was an interesting trip. Yeah. We should go camp on the beach sometime. Yeah. I would like that. Do I have anything else? Nope. Not really. That's about it. Uh, actually, my favorite camping spot of all time uh, has actually, I found with Stefan. It is the Jedediah Smith Redwood State Park. 
It has the biggest bathroom. Each of the bathroom stalls have a shower, a toilet, a bench, and they're probably as big as my bedroom (laughs) in here. Mm -hmm. They're all just huge. They're awesome. It was the biggest and best bathroom and shower I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Most of the spots are right along the river or like a little creek. Uh, We were there in late September, so it was like beautiful. The trees were like orange and colored. Um, and it's only just a few hours drive south from Portland, uh, in Northern California. So I think that's probably my favorite camping spot of all time. I I do want to make reservations there when California opens back up. Yes. Um, I will go. my goal. I could fly up there or I could fly to Medford and see my brother and you guys could just scoop me on the way. I mean, that's always an option. Yeah. (laughs) I say yes. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. I'll bring the vegan marshmallows. (laughs) Yes. Do that. I would love them. You're in charge of the marshmallows. Yes. I love camping. Me too. I love the way that my clothes smell after it. I love the quietness. I love the campfire. I love being outside and it's cold outside and you got to sleep and you got to swish up into a sleeping bag. Stefan and I went late last summer and we camped in a wild camping spot next to a creek, which actually turned out to be right next to a campground. Oh, convenient. Uh, it, it is. Um, but we didn't know that it was right next to a campground because we never camped there before. And we were camping next to this creek and there's like this squeaking and like this like rustling and we like got scared. So we ran in the truck and then pretty soon we noticed that it was like a rhythmic rustle in creek. And we're like, what the hell is that? So we're like, well, it's rhythmic. So it's inconsistent. So it's not anything, anything we need to worry about. So occasionally we'd like yell, hey, bears or whatever to like scare the bears if there were any in the area or like alert them that like people were there. Mm-hmm. We had bear spray and stuff, but we were like still obviously on high alert because it, it was late summertime. He had just bought his truck. We're like, let's go break it in out in the woods. So we did. And come to find out our camping spot, our wild camping spot was literally at the end of the road for the camping campground. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the squeaking and wrestling that we got so scared about was literally just like a water mill. I was going to say, I'm like, like, it has something to do with the river. I'm sure it was. It, we figured it out after a while. Like, I was like, it has to do something with the water or something. And then we woke up and sure as shit, right across the little creek from where we were at, there was this little water station. And we didn't even <laughs> see it when we were setting up. We're like, oh, my God. We spent the whole night just kind of, like, freaked out and yeah. super jumpy because of this stupid-ass water thing. So, note to self, <laughs> take uh, walk, look at your surroundings when you're picking wild camping areas. Yes. What is your last topic? My last topic is sitcoms yes i like it i talk about tv a lot i like tv yes you do i'm not really a movie person i'll watch a movie if it's something that like piques my interest but i want to get attached to it and be sad when it's over and i want the character growth and that's just not something you can get in two hours yeah i understand that actually yeah i'm not a big movie watcher either i think we've had that discussion Mm -hmm. i say that it's because i don't want to commit two hours to something but it's more that i want to build a relationship with the characters in the show. I was just going to say, it's all about the relationship building rather than yeah, just watching a story. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like watching a movie is similar to reading a book in the sense that you're watching and reading a story. Whereas if it's a, like a sitcom or a live TV show, you can develop relations with relationships with characters as they grow through the show too mm. and learn who they are as people. Yeah. So, I, and like you said, you can't get that in a, a two hour movie. Yeah. So I did some, research on sitcoms because that's what we do on this show we research and we talk so the definition of sitcom is a show that is centered on a fixed set of characters who carry over in each episode as opposed to like a sketch show where it's you know it could be the same actors but it's going to be different characters like snl kind of yeah well snl or like an anthology like Twilight Zone, obviously okay. it's not a sitcom because those characters don't carry over. So it's basically, I mean, it's short for situational comedy. So mm-hmm. it has to be a comedy. But the difference is that it's the same characters every episode. Okay. So they just like build that relationship or build that character up basically, right? Mm-hmm. So sitcoms started on the radio, but I'm not talking about that. The first television sitcom in America is Mary Kay and Johnny. It was on from 1947 to 1950. It was the first sitcom on network television in the U.S. It was the first show to show a couple sharing a bed. Oh. 
That's risque. Yes. Well, I mean, not really. It's just like, hey, this is what married couples do in real life. But they didn't want to show that to like, it's not like they're doing anything. (laughs) They're just like in bed and like, that's not something that you talked about in the 40s. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's risque (laughs) for the time. Uh, It was also the first show to show a pregnancy on TV. Really? I did mean to look up whether or not that meant that that was the first show to have a pregnant character on TV or if the actress was pregnant and they were the first to show that. Because Lucille Ball was pregnant in I Love Lucy and they did the like, oh, she's carrying a globe. (laughs) You don't know that she's pregnant behind there. Like one of those kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. But it was the first to show pregnancy on TV. I don't know if that means in real life or the character was pregnant. But still interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So I basically went through the Wikipedia article and picked out some shows that had some like interesting things to go along with them. So okay. I Love Lucy was on uh, 1951 to 1957. It was the first show to end its run at number one in the Nielsen ratings because everybody loved Lucy. <laughs> well, duh. Everybody loves Lucy. Yes. I love Lucy. <laughs> but the only two, that only three shows have done that, right? All three of them sitcoms. Because Americans love sitcoms. The other two shows were Andy Griffith in 1968 and Seinfeld in 1998. I meant the Andy Griffith show, by the way. I just wrote down Andy Griffith because I ran out of room. (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching Andy Griffith with my grandpa a long time ago. I used to watch it with my mom all the time. But Seinfeld was going to be my guess. Uh, My guess for number three. Yeah. Or for one of the two. Yeah. So those are the only three shows ever to end their run at number one in the ratings. That's wild. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of TV shows. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm only talking about American shows, by the way. There were sections on the in the Wikipedia for other countries, but I have no frame of reference for any of those. Like, Kath and Kim is on Netflix or Hulu. I just saw it when I was looking. And I have watched three of the four Canadian shows that they listed, but... Other than that, I don't know anything about Indian sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you there either. Sorry. You know. I'm not a big TV watcher anyways. I'm looking at this list and I am realizing that nowhere in the article did they mention uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, which is surprising to me because that got syndicated in a lot of different languages. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say. All right. So MASH. Did you ever watch MASH? I did. Yeah. I don't know why I so I don't remember ever like sitting down and watching it with my dad, but I associate it with my dad. But that could just be because he was in the Marines. I think it was always on TV in the mornings for us when we were getting ready for school. Yeah. I think my mom just turned it on like habitually. Yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> I had no TV in the mornings. <laughs> it was either that or Rugrats or SpongeBob or something. Yeah. So Mash was on from 1972 to 1983. Its finale. Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, was the most watched and highest rated single TV episode in US TV history at the time. It has since been beaten. But at the time, people were tuning in to watch the MASH finale. That's wild. People loved MASH, dude. My favorite book, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, yes. one, of the, one of the letters that he writes, he talks about how his family sat down and watched the MASH finale. I do remember it, my parents watching it a lot, like reruns a lot when I was younger. Yeah. MASH was also like, it was a sitcom about war. So sometimes it got serious, I think. I don't, <laughs> it's, it's not like I've gone back and watched MASH, but I know that the finale was emotional for a lot of people. I do, like, rec- I think even now I recall hearing that that was a big thing. In fact, I think in one of my favorite, one of my classes at ASU, we talked about pop culture and MASH. The MASH finale was one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain that we talked about that in regards to pop culture. Yeah, I think... Just because it had such a big influence on yeah. people. Because it was it was funny. So, like, you could watch it with your family, but also, like, everyone's dad loved it. <laughs> right? And also, it was about something real. Yeah. And- it was something that you could relate to, like, your whole family. Like, I Love Lucy is funny, but... It's still about a woman who works at home 
and her husband brings home the bacon and she's always fucking up something but like comedy it was comedy but men are not going to be as interested in the domestic what lucy's doing at home all day yeah exactly and so mash just had a wider audience audience so the cosby show was on from 1984 to 1992 the cosby show and all in the family are the only two sitcoms to be number one for five consecutive seasons wow yes that's a long time yes i mean they both had more than five seasons but like well yeah to be number to maintain that every year is kind of a big deal in a time when you can't go back and rewatch the previous season that's insane like you had to just catch every episode every week like you had to be at home at the specific time and tuning in otherwise you'd miss it and that's the only way you get to the top of the charts so like is if people were actually actively watching you yeah frazier was on from 1993 to 2004 it i did like frazier yes it is widely recalled as it's i mean it's not like official (laughs) there's no like numbers for this but people describe it as the most successful spinoff tv series like ever (laughs) because ever people love frazier (laughs) Right? Like, who doesn't? Yeah. So, it won- It set the record for the most consecutive Emmy nominations for Outstanding Comedy Series. It has been... That record has been matched by Modern Family. But at the time uh, that the article was written, it was... Modern Family was still on. They just recently, like a couple weeks ago, finished their final season. So, they'll probably beat that record during this next season any season i don't know when the emmys are <laughs> they might have already in the happened. next award season yeah so they could be fraser could be overtaken by modern family but when this article was written they were tied for emmy nominations and okay my final one that i have notes on is a show called one day at a time and i'm not talking about the original i'm talking about the okay. remake because i don't care about the original i don't know anything about the original but I'll tell you that it's probably all white people <laughs> because it was in like the 70s or something. The remake of One Day at a Time aired in January of 2017. It was a Netflix original. They had three seasons. Netflix canceled them after the three seasons. Why? Possibly like, ratings. What was the storyline? Here's the thing. One Day at a Time is a show about a woman who I believe gets divorced. But she has two kids, and they have to move in with her mom, or her mom moves in with them. Either way, they're falling on, they've fallen on hard times, and they have to live with her mother uh, so that they can get by, and, like, the kids have to go to school, and someone has to have money. So mm-hmm. that's the premise of the show, is they live with her mother, and she helps them out. Okay. Their remake was a Latinx version of that same premise. Okay. So, why did Netflix cancel it? We don't really no i assume it was a ratings reason like it wasn't bringing in enough money for them to say keep filming yeah Yeah, because it was an original they weren't just like it wasn't syndication like that was their own thing that they were spending money on every year to make more episodes so their statement was basically hey we understand that you like having this representation and we want to support you we're still canceling the show (laughs) and i'm like that sucks i can totally understand if it's just not creating enough revenue for you to, uh, you know, maintain the filming. But, like, put out a different but statement. But say that. Yeah. Right? Put out a different statement. Don't be like, hey, we see you and we understand your struggle and we're taking the one thing that we're, we've given you. Like. Away. Yeah. Suck. So that sucked. Dirty Netflix. In June 2019, it was picked up by Pop TV. Oh. <laughs> making it the first show canceled by a streaming service to get picked up by a cable network because it's usually not the, the other, other way, way around. around. Yeah. That is the only That's show that has ever been canceled by a streaming service and picked up by a cable network because clearly people still loved it and wanted it. And Netflix just didn't see the value in it anymore, which sucks. Fuck Netflix. I mean, not fuck Netflix because I love Netflix, <laughs> but like also fuck Netflix. Yeah. But also that fucking sucks. Okay. So, I was going to make a list of some of the sitcoms that I like and that I have been watching, but given everything that's going on, I went through 
my internet stopped working, full disclosure. <laughs> so this is not, I was hoping to get a more complete list, but I went through Hulu and Netflix and I wrote down as many as I could find of the sitcoms starring mainly people of color and families who are not white. Oh, I like it. So relevant. These are my lists of, so the Hulu ones, I have very little because I did that at work. And the app does not give you as complete a list or as many options. So, and then I couldn't get my fucking internet to reconnect so I could do it on the computer. So my ones from Hulu that I could find, again, on the mobile version, which is a terrible list because (laughs) I have on here Grownish, which is the spinoff of Blackish, which is also on Hulu because I've seen it on there, but I couldn't access whatever part of the website will show me blackish when I was on the app. So it's not a very complete list. But okay, so Grownish, Living Single, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Family Matters, The Carmichael Show, and The Bernie Mac Show, which I forget exists a lot. Same. You ever actually forget that someone died and then you're like, oh yeah. You existed. I forgot because about I did you. that today. Mr. Three Thousand? Okay. Sorry. I liked Bernie <laughs> Mac guys. Right. So that was my Hulu list. It's very short and I can, uh, in our update, in our next break room, I'll find a more, I'll, you know, update (laughs) some more options, but those are, that's my Hulu list. Okay. Netflix is longer because I did do most of it on my computer and then my internet cut out. So I only got to like the O's (laughs) because I just went alphabetically through all of the comedy TV series. So, obviously, One Day at a Time still has the three seasons that Netflix made. Um, All About the Washingtons, Brown Nation. Some of these... Okay, so Brown Nation is about an Indian family. I didn't go through (laughs) and write down all the, like, K-dramas and international shows. These are the English language options. (laughs) So, Dear White People, Family Reunion, and Family Reunion Christmas, because they have a spinoff special. Hintified. Jane the Virgin is more of a telenovela, but I like Gina Rodriguez and I like a telenovela. And I've watched exactly one episode of Jane the Virgin. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked the pilot. So, you know, I got to shout out Kim's Convenience. Of course. Because I love Kim's Convenience. Little Things, Man Like Mobine, Marlin, Meet the Yadabanjos is an English show about a Nigerian family who lives in London. Never Have I Ever, On My Block, is a comedy. It's a kind of a dark comedy. I think it says some really important things, which is why I included it on the list. It's a really good show. They ended it after three seasons, and it broke my little heart (laughs) so much. (laughs) She's Gotta Have It. Uh, The Expanding Universe of Ashley Garcia. Yeah, I just like comedies. (laughs) <laughs> I like shows. Uh, sadly, and I mean, completely my fault, I've watched one of those all the way through. Kim's Convenience. Like I said, I watched the first episode of Jane the Virgin. I should watch it. the rest. I should check out the rest of them. Oh, and on my block, I've watched all the way through. But most of the sitcoms I watch are white families. <laughs> like, I'm watching Mom, and I'm watching The Goldbergs, and... Just a bunch of white shows, basically. (laughs) But, like, that's, you know, been my experience in life. So I can relate to those characters better. But that's not how you grow as a person. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I like that you touched on that. Super cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sitcom? No. (laughs) I mean, I I liked It's Always Sunny. I used to watch that. Yeah. Like, way back in the day. But that was also back in, like, 2013. I saw one episode and it was super transphobic and I'm like nah I'm out yeah I only watched it because my roommate watched it at the time and I mean the pilot episode is titled the group gets racist or something (laughs) and I'm sure it's supposed to be like oh what do these dumb idiots say that got them into trouble but like it's probably also super problematic oh definitely like looking back even recently at some stuff there i'm just like damn yeah how did we let this through how did we let this happen it's 2020 yeah but yeah i don't really have a whole lot to add to that topic just because i don't typically watch television yeah i do or 
I'm the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Now you have a whole list of things to check out. I do. A whole freaking list. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, we're going to head out. So you can go ahead and give us a like and a comment over on SoundCloud. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a review and five stars over there. That really helps us out. We are on Instagram and Twitter at YesDudePodcast. And do you have anything else? I do not. All right. But I will say we are way more active on our social media. So engage with us. Uh, we want to hear from you. If you watch one of Emily's sitcoms, tell us about it. Definitely. If you have Sriracha ketchup in your fridge, tell me about it. I want to know. Yeah. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.